Pastor Mary May, could you come up and bless us? Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you are so glad to be in this camp? One more time. Show of hands. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. God has been so good. I just want to really appreciate Pastor Lau and, and, and Pastor Da and his team, Pastor Caesar and Pastor Nali and his team. You know, God is, has been so great. I feel like one thing that, that God really spoke to me in this camp is that God wants to lavish on his people. Amen. And, and that's what I really felt. Like all the, the things that, that happen in the camp and the things that we receive from the Lord, it's just like his heart to really bless us, to lavish on us. And man, that's just really awesome. <laughs> this, this camp, we're learning about living in abundance. And tonight I'm going to talk about God makes prosperous every work of our hands. Amen. How many of you, God has blessed your work? You know, I've seen it in our family. Um, when we came here, we, we come with the calling of God, not just on, my, on myself, but on the whole family. And in the year of 2001, my, my dad lost his job. And at that time, you know, we, we really prayed at God. We, we, we had a meeting. I still remember that family meeting like it was just yesterday. And, and, and my dad asked us, so what are we going to do now? And at that time, we all make a firm decision to stay and to trust God and to see, to be a witness on the power of the living God. And as we make that decision, we see God really provide for our family. Not just in, in our family, but as the, at the same time, the family of the church. Every single one were blessed. And until now, I see that God is so faithful to really work in people's life. Amen. One of the things that, that really captured my heart when I read the Bible is the involvement of God in the life of his people. When, if, if you remember, when, if you read the Old Testament, that every battle of the Israelites, God is always with them. And when God was with them, they win the battle. Amen. They win the battle. The life of Nehemiah, God says in the book of Nehemiah that I will be with you. I will go before you and my hand will be upon you. And because of that, even though they have opposition, they were able to finish the work on time. My beloved, our God is a God that wants to be involved in your life. Amen. He wants to bless every labor of our hands. He doesn't want to leave anything out. But he wants that, even though it's a small work or a big work, to God there is no measure. And we, we sing the song just now that we cannot measure God. I mean, above all else, we cannot measure God. And God wants to get involved in our lives. And, and my hope tonight is that we'll really open our hearts to God. Every area of our lives to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Whatever you do, God wants to partner with you. The Bible says that we are co-laborers with Christ. One of our confidence as Christians is that we never go alone. We never go alone. We never do the work by ourselves. God is always with us. Amen. Uh, I remember Pastor Lao shared that every time he, he go to Thailand, as the airplane lands, he confess in faith that God is with me. And that all the the evil spirit will run to the garbage can. How many of you remember that phrase? Oh, I like that phrase so much. So every time we, we do the work, you know, we remind ourselves that we are never alone. That God is with us and he wants to prosper the labor of our hands. No matter work, what you do. You know, maybe some of you just uh, stay in the home, take care of the household, take care of the kids. God wants to be involved in that too. He wants to bless our work and make it grow so that it will bless other people around us. Amen. Amen. If you turn your Bible together with me in the book of Psalms. Psalms chapter 1 verse 1 to 3. I'm reading from Amplified Version. The Bible says, Blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable 
is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans and purposes, nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. But his delight and desire are in the law of the Lord. And on his law, the precepts, the instructions, the teachings of God, he habitually meditates, ponders, and studies by day and by night. And he shall be like a tree firmly planted. How many of you want to be like a tree firmly planted? Amen. And tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf also shall not fade or wither, and everything he does shall prosper. And come to maturity. Amen. Hallelujah. The key to having God bless every work of our hands is two things. To walk right before God. And to love the word of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe that walking right before God or doing the right things comes depends on how deep are we planted in God's word. And I know that, that in, in this affiliation, we, we listen to the CDs a lot. Oh, I thank God for the CDs. It really built up my life. I want to encourage you to do the same. And God's word, if, if we stay planted in it, we will always grow. As long as we are planted in the word of God, we will never be swayed to the right or to the left. The plans of the enemy will never succeed over us. As long as we are planted in the word of God, we shall always bear fruit. And that fruit God can use so that he can feel the need of a city, of a country, and the whole world. Amen. Turn your, look at this scripture in the book of Matthew chapter 21, verse 18 to 19. Early in the morning, as he was on his way back to the city, he was hungry. Jesus was hungry. Seeing a fig tree by the road, he went up to it, but found nothing on it except leaves. Then he said to it, may you never bear fruit again. Immediately the tree withered. At that time, I remember when I was new in the church, I have a friend who read this scripture together with me. And after we read this, this scripture, she, she said that, wow, I think that's so rude. You know, you curse a tree. But the truth is, my dear brothers and sisters, that Jesus just stated what is the obvious? When, when we are not planted, we withered and died. The, Jesus was not mad at the tree. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I mean, God can provide food for him in, in another way. But Jesus just stated, what is the obvious? That if we are not planted in the word of God, we shall not bear fruit and eventually we will wither. Amen. And that's why it's so important. My beloved is that we really take serious. The word of God. I pray that all of us will have a deep hunger for the word of God. It is so vital. It is so crucial. It is so important. It is something that we should not, we, we could never have enough. Amen. And I thank God that, that we are a biblical church. That we go by the word, we live by the word, and we do by the word. Amen. And because of that, we see fruits all around us. Because of that, we see prosperity happen wherever we go. Oh, (laughs) I tell you, as long as we walk in the words of God, according to his will, we do not have to worry whether are we going to have enough the next day or the next month. Because God's word is truly the the thing that God used to nourish our life. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And you know, Jesus... Jesus was hungry, and, and he looked at this tree, and there's no fruit. I believe that wherever we go, people are hungry for the provisions of God. Yes. Amen. People are hungry for the provision of God. And I remember a few nights ago, I was really challenged by what Pastor La preached. He said that we need to be excellent people. We need to be prosperous people. If there's anyone that God will use, I want it to be me. I mean, if there's anyone that God will use to bless the poor country, the hungry nation, it ought to be us. Praise the Lord. Uh, can you say amen? 
Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So we, we need to really work out our best to plant the word of God in our hearts. Amen. Because how can God work in us if we do not know his word? Sometimes we want to cut it short, yeah? Uh, the, the truth is, beloveds, all of us have responsibility daily. All of us are busy. All of us have schedules. But we got to take the time to sit down and read and study the word of God. Amen. One of the temptations as a teacher of the Bible is that we only get to open the Bible when it is time to teach. But I want to challenge every one of you here today to really, first of all, learn the word of God for your own benefit. Remember what God says in his word. That bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget his benefits. There is benefits when we ground ourselves into the word of God. Amen. So that's our aim today. I I, I truly believe it is just the beginning. We shall see greater things happen in the city and wherever we go. And we got to be man and woman that will be equipped to just shoot out the word of God to the people around us. And then they receive it, it becomes like a seed, and it bears good fruit. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's very important to plant ourselves into the Word of God. Be committed to read and study God's Word. Let it speak to you. Let it teach you. Let it correct you. Let it set you right. Amen. So that we can be a blessing to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. One of the things that I remember every time I read the Bible is when God created the earth in the beginning. How many of you read that chapter, Genesis chapter 1? Yeah. Amen. There's a few hands. <laughs> Amen. The Bible says that in the beginning, the earth was void. It was empty. And then the Holy Spirit come and hover around the earth. And God began to speak his word into it. And it began to exist and live. To the point that it can give life to its inhabitant. And every time we read the word of God, that's what happened. The word of God begins to create things in us. God begins to speak in our life. It is not just a book, but it is the living word of God. And the word of God begins to speak to us, then new things begin to happen. I mean, new things begin to happen. The, the, the The spiritual things begin to birth. And we see the work of God accomplish. You know what? We always want to look for the next new thing. We always want to look for the next big thing. Who will be the next big star in America? Who will be the next Food Network star? HGTV fan. <laughs> oh no, Food Network. Yeah. Who, who will be the next designer star? I mean. But I believe that if we will not plant the word of God in our life, We cannot expect any new things to happen. Just like how a farmer needs to plant a seed so that he can expect a harvest. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's where truly prosperity comes from. My dear brothers and sisters, the word of God is so rich in in life-giving principles. When Before I became a Christian, I loved to read self-help books. I love to read. So I I love to read self-help books down to the how to cut your hair or or how to be confident and and whatnot, you know. But after I I, I read it, it did not work. I still have no confidence. I remember we have, I have a a voice lesson class at school. And then the teacher said, right, um, you got to pick a music to sing. So every one of us came to that class with, a, with something to sing. And then it, when it's my turn, I stand up in there and I thought I was singing. I felt my mouth was opening until my teacher tagged me on the shoulder and said, let your voice out. I was so nervous that my mouth was just opening, but there were no words coming out. And I came home and I was like, man, I waste my money in that several books. But the moment I read the word of God, it begins to give birth in something new in me. Suddenly, I begin to know who I am in Christ. 
And suddenly, I have the confidence to stand. Before the word of God, I felt so poor. No joy, no love, no wisdom, no nothing. But the moment I get into the word of God, I see great things happen. Amen. Amen. And, and, and you know what? God is not... God, God is not looking for scholars. That's the, that's the truth. He's just looking for people who will be willing to be shaped by his word. Amen. Who will be willing to be shaped by his word. Look at this scripture in Isaiah chapter 55. Verse 10 to 11. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 to 11. The Bible says, For as the rain and snow come down from the heavens, and return not there again, but water the earth and make it bring forth and sprout, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, without producing any effect, useless, but it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Let me ask you one question. Who are the recipients of God's word? Amen. So we are destined to prosper. Tell to the person next to you, you are destined to prosper. Oh, they don't look convinced. Maybe do it one more time. You are destined to prosper. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Whenever we hear and read God's word, his words build up in us. Amen. Giving us the necessary tools, the necessary ability and character to be successful in life. Amen. That's how God makes prosper every labor of our hands through his words. We got to learn how to do it his way. We got to learn how to do it his way. We got to learn how to do it his way. Amen. Because in John chapter 15 verse 4, it says that apart from him, we cannot do anything. Apart from God, we cannot do anything. And And as believers, we are really blessed because we have God in us. Look at Joseph. God prospered Joseph wherever he was. He, he ended up in the, in the Potiphar's, uh, Potiphar's household as a slave. God blessed him while he was there. Look, God did not promote him to, to be the head of the household. A lot of times we think that as God prosper me, I, I have to climb up the ladder one day at a time. Yes, promotion will come. But God can also bless you wherever you are now. Whatever you are doing now. God can also prosper the labor of your hands. We should not take for granted where God had put us. But we should be faithful to the things that God has given us to do. So that God can bless us with more greater things. Amen. Hallelujah. I I always encourage my dear brothers and sisters in Arizona that we should be faithful to win the city of Gilbert. So that God will give us the city of Mesa. So that God will give us the city of Phoenix. And so that maybe by the the will of God, he will also give us Philippines. I mean, that we can send Pastor Lauder too. (laughs) As if he doesn't have any. I know that he's so busy, but it is for the kingdom. I mean, hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is for the kingdom. And, and my dear brothers and sisters, God loves us so much. He wants all of us to prosper. He wants all of us to have the best. And it's not that, you know, God, maybe you forget about me. Sometimes we feel that way. God, what about me? You know, so far, I'm working so hard. But then God says, get, position yourself to partner with me. Then you shall see prosperity happen in your life. We're so used to going before God. One of the hardest lessons I have to learn in my relationship with God is learning to wait on Him. In the beginning, wow, I say, God, I, I got to do something. You know, it, it, in the end, I do it alone. God says, you go there, you know, it's not my time, you do it alone. And it's so important for us to learn to wait on God. 
For his way is always going to be the best way. Amen. Hallelujah. His ways is always going to be the best way. And he wants us to learn that. He wants us to get into that. He wants us to love to walk in his way. The scripture says that blessed, happy. How many of you happy today? Yes. Fortunate or favorable. How many of you wants to have favor? Prosperous. The Bible says blessed is a man that takes delight in the laws of God. Amen. We need to love the word of God. It is our inheritance as his children. If we want, if we want the things of heaven, we can have it right here in the word of God. We don't have to go up to heaven and say, God, I want this one and that. Because God already gave us our inheritance and it is written in his words. It is written in his words. Amen. Hallelujah. Remember that the scripture said that the Holy Spirit know the deepest things of God. And it teach us that God is so deep that there is so much more that we need to know about him. That there is so much more that, that we need to see him do in our lifetime. And it starts with getting deep in his word. I'm not a very good swimmer. I swim when my feet can still touch the ground. But if it can't anymore, I, I don't swim. A lot of times we have fear in getting into the deeper things of God. Because we, we know that if we do, we shall truly know how great is our God. Amen. Hallelujah. The, the Bible says in Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 3 to 7. Ezekiel chapter 47. Verses 3 to 7. As the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits and then led me through water that was ankle deep. He measured off another thousand cubits and led me through water that was knee deep. He measured off another thousand and led me through water that, I was, that was up to the waist. He measured off another thousand, but now it was a river that I could not cross. Because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in. A, a river that no one could cross. He asked me, son of man, do you see this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. The man said to Ezekiel, the prophet, that, do you see this? Do you see this? That it gets deeper. It gets deeper. First in the ankle deep and then knee, waist. And then, and then he said, oh, I could not cross anymore. The, the only way is I have to swim. I have to swim. And God is inviting us into, to, to swim in his presence. To, to know him deeper. Amen. Beloved, that God doesn't reveal his things to us one shot. He revealed it to us by degrees and by depth. And a lot of times, you know, I, I, I hear people, I hear Christians being 10 years in the church say that, oh, I already know the Bible. I can quote it by mind. I've been 10 years in the church. I read the Bible back and forth for how many times? But it's not about how much you have read the word of God. But how much have, have you got out from it? Amen. Hallelujah. That will result to our actions. And the thing about our actions is that it produces fruits. We need to get deeper into the things of God. I pray that, that as we grow in years as a Christian, the more we get deeper and deeper until we all can swim in the river of God. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I understand the word of God says that we can never fathom him. That we, that, that we could not understand the things of God because he's so huge. He's such a big God. But at least we should try to know more and more about him every day. Through reading his words. Amen. And that is where true success comes. Before I have a, a Pastor Caesar talk about um, 
selfish ambition this morning. And it's true that we all have a wrong picture of abundance sometimes. We think that, oh, if I have four cars. I told God, Lord, it's okay if I do not have Lexus. I just want a Jeep Wrangler. (laughs) With soft top so I can put it down during wintertime in Arizona. And drive wherever I need to go. Sometimes we have a wrong picture of what abundance look like. That the word of God need to adjust us in that area. That the word of God need to educate us. To teach us what true abundance really means. Amen. And I like it even more that the word of God teach us to be abundant in the heavenly things. In the heavenly things. We are so privileged that God trusts us with the heavenly things. With the anointing that can shake the nation. With gifts and ability that can serve God. That can build the church. We are so blessed to have the heavenly treasures. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want to encourage you that, that do not just let the word of God inspire you. But study it. To the point that, that it can really shape up our life. I remember when I started out to pastor the church. One of the things that God really uh, dealt with me was my defeated mentality. Well, it makes sense. Hello? That we cannot be victorious if we have a defeated spirit. So it is one of the things that the word of God kicked out in my life. The Bible says that, that the word of God is living, it's alive. It is a double-edged sword. He has the ability to destroy the work of the enemy in our life. And he has the ability to build up our lives so that we can give glory to God. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. And after, after, I get in, after we get into the word, we begin to see our minds change. Then truly, we can think like Jesus Christ. And truly, we can, we can talk like Jesus talk. We can walk like Jesus walk. I love that, that, that God is a heart chaser. He, he's not a, a, um, a property chaser. Like, how much do you have? Okay, I want you in, in my kingdom. But God is a heart chaser. He wants to, he wants to capture our heart. Mold it. Thank you, brother. God bless you. Amen. It's so important that we feed on the word of God. I mean that, that we study the word of God for ourselves. So that we can get the first hand revelation. Paul said stop drinking the milk. But eat the meat. Amen. Amen. How many of you are meat eaters here? <laughs> I personally like steak. <laughs> I mean. Paul said stop drinking the milk. But eat the meat. What does it mean? We got to get deeper in the word of God. Sometimes when, when we, as, as pastors, I know the, the teachers can relate to me that Sunday upon Sunday, we prepare preachings, right? And sometimes I feel like, oh, I talk about this already, Lord. I, I, I talk about this already. Sometimes the brother and sister told me, you talk about that already. I said, really? But that's what God want me to say. Maybe we need to hear it more. Maybe we need to get it more. Maybe there is something there that we miss. So that that week, you know, we, we have less victory. I mean, hallelujah. So every time, you know, that, that, that we, we study the word of God, don't always think that, oh, it's just the same. It's just the same old thing. But no. If we are willing, the Holy Spirit know that. And that as, as we read God's word, he can begin to lead you deeper and deeper each time. How many of you have experienced that? That you've read the same verse, 
But each time you read it, there's something new. Oh, the word of God is so fresh. Amen. The Bible says that the word of God is like a honey on the rock. Like a honey in the rock. Amen. The word of God will always be fresh. Because it is our self-mirror. It is our self-mirror. I pray that we will not be like, you know, you, you open the Bible and God talk to you. Be faithful, tighter. And then, and then you said, oh, this word is for my sister. This word is for my brother. Oh, I need to go call, give him a call. As I open the Bible today, the Bible says you need to be a faithful tither. No, the word of God is our self mirror. I pray all of you own, owns a mirror at home, yeah. <laughs> My brother RJ is always something that we tease him about because he loves to look at the mirror. <laughs> he loves to look at the mirror. And sometimes if, if he couldn't find one, and you know in Arizona, um, having uh, sunshades is a necessity. <laughs> so he look at your shade like that. And, uh, <laughs> and say, what are you doing? I'm checking. <laughs> Same thing. When you read the word of God, you look at it and say, I need to check myself today. I need to check myself today. Maybe I need an attitude adjustment. Or maybe I need to smile more. Maybe I need to have a bigger smile. Amen. Hallelujah. We got to read the word of God that way. With purpose, my dear brothers and sisters. Not just because it's something we do religiously. But because we need it. We need it. And Lord, we want it. The Bible says, Psalm 1, chapter 1, verse 1 to 3, that... Blessed is a man whose delight is in the law of God. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe that the more we read the word of God, the more we shall increase. I mean, the more God will increase. And the more we will decrease. To the point that when you look at yourself in the mirror, you can't recognize yourself anymore. You say, wow, look at this face. It looks like Jesus Christ. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Look at this face. It looks like Jesus Christ. And all the handsome men say, Amen. Amen. All the beautiful women say, Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We need to read the word of God like that. We cannot take it for granted. Last night, the the children uh, said that it is the basic instruction before leaving earth. In a way, you cannot leave earth without knowing it. How many of you buy an, an appliances and you just didn't look at the instructions? Yeah? You just scan through it. Okay. And then you plug in here, plug in there, and you turn it on and it did not work. Something might be wrong. And then that's the time you turn into the instructions. But I believe we can save ourselves from a lot of trouble if in the beginning we read the word of God. Oh, you know what? God doesn't want any one of us to go through heartaches in life. He doesn't want us to go through troubles in life. But sometimes he has to allow it. Because we don't listen to him. Because we never take the time to read. His way, according to His word. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Mark chapter 4, verse 11. I'm reading from New International Version. The Bible says, He told them the the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to those on the outside, everything is said in parables. Jesus said to His disciples that the secret of the kingdom of God was given to you. But to the people outside, it was given in parables. We are, all of us here are kingdom people. Amen. Amen. And we want to know the secret to the kingdom of God. It is written in his word. 
This parable talk about the, the sower of the seed. God wants to tell you his secret. How many of you loves to hear secrets? Ooh, I love it. Sometimes if I <laughs> spend time with, with the sisters, oh, what's, what's new? You know, talk about the secret things. But God wants to share to us the secret of the kingdom of God so that we can be partakers of it, so that we can get involved in it. And I like the fact that we learn from the past few nights or days that as we make God's kingdom, our business, God will take care of our own business. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So we, so we really need to, to learn to love the word of God. You know what? It's not going to come overnight. You have, to, you have to encourage yourself to love God's word. And there will be times that we just do not want to hear about it. Sometimes I feel that way. But I said, I, I, I shake my head. No, no. Sometimes we just, I don't have time right now. Maybe I read a devotional on the sticker. <laughs> it's good too. Nothing wrong with that. But the more we, we become mature in the kingdom of God, God expects us to know more. So that we can teach more. Oh, we need more teachers. Amen. We need more preachers. Amen. Hallelujah. You need to catch it tonight. We need more teachers. We need more preachers. And we need to get into the word of God. Amen. Another thing that we need to do is to, so that God can, can prosper the labor of our hands is that we need to apply God's word Every day. As we hear about it, we need to do something about it. Last night when, when I was on the floor and, and God, I, I, in my heart I said, God, just thank you for filling us, all of us up, all of us. And then suddenly I hear this voice. So now that you are filled, what are you going to do about it? Oh, wow. I say, God. Yes, Lord. Amen. That should be our response. When every time we hear the word of God, yes, Lord. Amen. We need to apply God's words in our life so that we can see its result. Amen. Hallelujah. Pastor T.D. Jakes says that in Successful Living, he quoted, When we treat the words of God right, it will bring right results. When we practice God's words and obey God's word, it brings blessings. If we wait for the word of God to change so that it can be comfortable for us to do it, it will never happen. If we wait for the word of God to change according to our preferences, it's not going to happen. Because God doesn't change. He will be the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And his words will be the same. When Jesus came to the earth, it was the same word. He ascended into heaven, it was the same word. And when he came back the second time, it will be the same word. So, we got to deal with it. <laughs> you may not like it, but we got to deal with it. We might not like the fire, but we got to deal with it. Because it's good. Amen. Hallelujah. And God doesn't just want us to, okay, you, you practice this right here. And then you can just leave this one out. No. I believe that the reason why there is the word in the Bible called the fullness of God is because that is what he wants us to aim at. His fullness. You see, God is such a purposeful God. He will not put anything in the Bible that doesn't have any purpose. When, even though, especially when the shortest verse in the Bible says Jesus wept. It, it, it was not there just for the sake of information. It was there to tell us that Jesus has compassion. And when the word says fullness of God, it was not just there 
for us to read about it. It was there, meant to be there, purpose to be there, so that we can chase after it. We should not settle for anything less. Hallelujah. We should not settle for anything less. Because God has given us the fullness. If I, can, if I give you a choice today, whether the best or the second best, which one will you choose? The best. Yeah. The best has everything. It has all the features. It has all the good things in it. And so we got to apply every command of the word of God. Amen. Don't have preferences, my dear brothers and sisters. We, we, God did not open the kingdom for us to pick and choose. But God opened up his presence so we can embrace him fully. So that we can receive all that he has intended for us to receive. Amen. Hallelujah. Blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is the man who live a righteous life. Who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Who does not sit in the seat of mockers. I know sometimes it's hard to do the, it's hard to do the right thing. All of us feel that pressure. But the more we do it, the more it becomes natural. Oh, I like that. At first, you know, like when we, when we exercise... Sometimes it's, in the beginning, it's hard. But the more we do it, the more it gets easier. Yeah. Then, then you see those, those, those bulges over there, the, the muscle over there. My brothers, they always tell me. <laughs> you begin to develop spiritual muscle. So that you can live victoriously. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to commit to apply God's word daily. Obey it. Don't pick and choose. Don't have preferences. Because the the word of God is there for a reason. It is applicable in any situations we have in life. Amen. Hallelujah. One thing too that the, the principle of God will never change. So we should not cut it short. There was this one time that um, my mom and I bought a recipe book. And I, I look at it and I said, oh, because of lack of time and missing of ingredients, I cut it short. And when, it's, when I done cook and I look at it, it doesn't look like the picture. <laughs> I said, what am I going to do? I thank God that my family is merciful. (laughs) Amen. So that's what happened when we cut it short. We miss the full blessing. We miss the best of God. You see, God doesn't want to see us um, settle and, and, and struggle. But because we love to cut it short. It is inevitable that we head into that direction. Amen. Hallelujah. Psalm chapter 92, verse 12 to 14. The Bible says that the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh. And green. Can you imagine being fruitful all the days of our lives? Stay, yes. Staying fresh and green. Amen. Hallelujah. Because the word of God nourishes us. And we apply it and we see its results. In the book of James chapter 1, verse 22 to 25. The Bible says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what he says is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror 
and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. Ooh, ooh, I like that. He will be blessed in what he does. As he hears, he practices it, he doesn't forget, he remembers, he do it, and he will be blessed in all he does. Amen. Hallelujah. It's easy to read God's word. It's written in English. It's easy. But the challenge comes sometimes in applying them. Challenge comes in applying them. And we got to do the necessary change on our part so that we can do it. I tell you, God will not ask us to do something that we cannot handle. He have faith in you. He have trust in you. That when he tell you to forgive that person that offended you, he have faith in you that you can forgive. That you can do it. Oh, we we got to say no to what we feel. We got to tell our emotion to just quit it. But I got to walk by faith and obey God's word. I got to do it so that it can bring glory to my God, to our God. Amen. Hallelujah. God said to uh, the people of Israelites that my words is not far from you. It is right there in your heart. We have the word of God in us. First, we have Jesus Christ, the living word. And then we have the Bible, you know, to kind of like teach us the spiritual and the physical aspect of it. And so we need to tell, tell God that, yes, Lord, I will obey what you command. Let us be obedient. My beloved, tell, tell the person next to you, let's be obedient. It's for my good. It's for our good. Let's be obedient to the word of God. Amen. We have to be obedient. We got to work the word so that it will bring result. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. One last thing. As we read the word, (laughs) as we read the word, we apply the word, we also need to teach the word. Amen. We also need to teach the word so that it can shape other people's life. Now, this is how we extend the kingdom of God. When we teach the words unto others. It is our joy to see our family, our friends, to come to know Jesus Christ. And to also see the same work that God did in us and God is doing it in them. That is, the, that is like a, a blessing right there. And so we need to be bold to teach the word of God, to speak the word of God. I, I, I really appreciate Kun Pairat. Did I say it right? I really appreciate him. Everywhere I see him, he has his Bible. And he's ready. Like, like, like shoot a gun. Boom. Hallelujah. As we imitate the people in the Bible, we should also imitate the good examples among us. Amen. Every time I see him, really, he has the word of God and he teaches. Uh, the, the other day we were lining at the, the cafeteria for breakfast and I saw the, the, the Thai sisters, they all bring out their notebooks. They were standing there and I was like, I, I was talking to somebody and then I, I turned, I saw them all. Oh, they bring out all their notebooks. So I went there and then a brother was sharing the word of God, teaching them the word of God. There's something about death. You know, it, it was good. I learned. And then I look at him and he understands, okay, I need to say in English now because I was there. I, 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 don't, I can only relate to Thai language in the spirit. <laughs> but, but not in the... 
We need to be ready like that. Paul encourages the church that we need to be ready to always confess our hope when somebody asks for it. So I want to encourage all of us today to really be diligent in studying the Word of God, to grow ourselves to the point that we can teach it unto others. It is not just the pastor's job to teach. We need a break too. (laughs) It is not just the pastor's job to teach and preach. It is everyone's job. It is everyone's calling. Remember Jesus said before he went up to heaven, Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them everything I have commanded you. And surely I will be with you always. To the very end of the age. And as you have the presence of God. That's all you need. We learn in this camp that he is more than, more than enough. In the songs it it only say more than enough. I, I like that. More than, more than enough. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to teach others about God's word. To the point that it will also shape their lives. I have a nephew and his name is Daniel. He's about four years old now. And when he was two years old, you see, because the whole family um, serving the church, in the morning we drive our van and all the stuff of the church is there. And so we, so all of us go together, including the kids. Doesn't matter whether they're sleeping. My brothers wake them up. Let's go. And there's this one time we were driving, and, and he was on his car seat. And he doesn't like to go to church that day for some reason. He probably, like, wake up on the wrong side of the bed. And then he said, why do we got uh, why do we go to church? Why do we go to church? Sometimes he, he talks like he's a Japanese. <laughs> why do we go to church? I, and then I answered him, so that we can meet Jesus. Because we love Jesus. And then he answered me, I don't love Jesus. I said, why? Because I don't know Jesus. That's what he told me. And then it makes perfect sense. When he told that to me, oh, wow, yeah. I cannot expect him to love Jesus because he doesn't know Jesus. Nobody told him about Jesus. He was only two years old. And so from that time, we started talking to him about Jesus Christ. And then now he cannot go to bed without sleeping. I mean, without praying. Sorry. <laughs> he cannot go to bed without praying. And I, I, see, I see my brother and then, you know, they pray together. Now he loves to go to church. He, when, when we have worship, because he don't know how to sing, right? So he go, ah, that's how he sings. But I look at him and I was like, wow. And can you imagine if we will tell people about Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ is the most lovable person I've ever known. It is so impossible not to fall in love with him once you get to hear about him. And so we need to teach God's word unto others. Amen. We need to speak about it. When you have a chance, grab it. That's who we are. The Bible says that we take it by force. The enemy will not teach the people to walk right before God. It is upon us to teach them how to do it. We cannot expect the enemy to do that. He come to kill steal and destroy but God use us so that he can bring forth life into the people around us do not let your limitations hinder you look all of us have different abilities different capabilities figure it out we all look different none of us will be the same but do not allow your limitations To hinder you from speaking the words of God. 
to teach the word of God unto other people. Sometimes we give excuse and say that, oh, I don't know the word of God well enough. Well then, what you going to do? If you do not know the word of God enough, well, what are you going to do? Get that dusty Bible out of the shelves and get into it. Buy the tools you need. Highlighter, sticker, whatever. This year we have, um, Pastor Lau came at March and we have that water baptism service. And you know, every new believer, I love to give them a journal. <laughs> yeah. I love to give them a journal and a pen. So that they can read and study the word of God. And in my heart, I feel like it's the best gift of all. As the youth, they all have journal. Every birthday, they have new journal. <laughs> A new pen. <laughs> Every birthday, new journal. We, when we appreciate the servants in, in, in the church in Arizona... It is books <laughs> so that they can study. So that none of us will be a shallow Christian. But all of us will be a Christian that is so full of content. So full that somebody can just hook up like a life support. Would you like that? That your life will be a life-giving life. We need to get into the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. We should not keep it to ourselves. We are blessed enough. But of course we want more. So we need to share the blessing to other people. And teach them the word of God. There is no such thing as simple teaching. There is no such thing as a small teaching. It's just the plain, powerful word of God. We, we do not have to make it interesting so that people will begin to listen. We do not have to, to, to tickle people's ear when we teach or we preach the word of God. We just need to say the truth. Because at the end of it, the, the, the point is, is to get people set free. We just got to tell it like it is. When God says no, we say no. When God says yes, then we say yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm telling you that God do not want to withhold anything from all of us. If, if he can give us all the good things in one day, he will do it. But the question is, would you chase after the things that God has prepared for you? I like the fact, you know, I, I learned so much in this camp. Pastor Lao teach that, that God prepares his provision way beforehand. And it's really important for me to know that. And I thank God that I learned that in this camp. It added on unto us. And the more we know the word of God, the more we will see ourselves prosperous. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. How many of you, God, speak to you today? How many of you receive it? Yeah. We thank you, Lord. God is so good. Woo. I cannot get over him. God is so good. I like the, the term that we go bananas for Jesus. I think we need to make it a daily habit to go bananas for Jesus. You know, we, we sing, I got it. Yeah, that's the point. We need to get it. Amen. So we don't have to keep on talking about it. We need to get it. And then move on to the new, deeper things. Amen. Let's pray together. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father God, we thank you for 
your words tonight. Lord, we honor you and we love you. We thank you that you did not leave us here on earth without nothing, but you have given us your best provisions for our lives. And Father, we pray that you will give us a deep desire for your words. Lord, that every day we shall read your word. That every day we shall allow your word to speak new things unto us. Heavenly Father, you said that when you created the world, you, after you created it, you look at it and you said it was good. In, a, in the Amplified Version, it says that it was good meaning, it was fitting. It was pleasurable. And it was admirable. So Father God, we want your words to create things in our lives that will be good. Lord, that will be pleasing. That will be fitting. So that when you look at our lives, you, you can truly say, wow, this is what my people are supposed to look like. Look like my son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want to encourage all of us tonight to really tell God, Lord, I will be diligent to read your words. Just like I am diligent to watch TV, I will be diligent to read your word. How many of you say that, yes, Lord, that's me. I will be diligent to read your word. I will take the time to study your word. Get tools so that it can help me learn more about you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If that's you today, I want you to raise up your hand from where you are. Raise up your hand to heaven, for that's where our help comes from. And let's pray together tonight. Father God, we come before you tonight, Lord. And today, we tell you, God, that we will be diligent to read your word, to study your word, to uh, apply your word, and to teach your words into other people. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful, wonderful, so anointed, so full, rich of the truth and encouragement to all of us. Amen. Yes, I agree with Pastor Mary May that our church loves the Word and we want to practice the Word of God. Amen. We love the Word so much. We want to be biblical people. Do you know that the Word that you know doesn't help you? But the Word that you know and you practice will help you. Amen. Let's set our mind up that I will obey everything I learn in the Bible. You say no to your flesh. You say no to your own agenda. But you say yes to the Word. That's how I want to live my Christian life. Whatever I learn on Sunday, whatever I learn from the sermon, or whatever I read the Bible, I will say yes to God and say no to my flesh to say no to my own agenda. Just obey the Lord. And then you will see prosperity and abundance in your life. For sure. The problem is that sometimes we rebellious kids. We just still, I gotta do my way. I know more. God, you know less than me. That's the problem. That we don't yield and surrender to the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Are you glad that you are here? Everyone say, everyone say, I'm glad. 
I'm here. Amen. Hallelujah. Last night of the camp, I know that many of you come here and you know you want to be filled with the anointing, with the fire of God. Why we receive the Holy Spirit so that we can have power to obey the Word. That's why we call the Spirit of Grace. What is the meaning grace? Grace doesn't mean a ticket to sin and sin and sin and say sorry and say sorry and sin and sin. Grace is a supernatural ability, the supernatural endowment of God to help you to be able to do and to be what God wants you to be and to do. The grace comes from the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit. You can have the full grace. That's why I love the Holy Spirit. I love the Word, but I know I cannot do the Word by my own strength because my flesh sometimes is strong. But I want the Holy Spirit to give me grace and power to be able to love, to obey, to do whatever God says in the Bible. Amen. So we want to be complete. Too much Word without the Holy Spirit, we will dry up. Too much the Holy Spirit without the Word, we will blow up. But with both the Word and with the Spirit, we will grow up. That's our purpose. That's our goal. We want to grow up. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 